0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 69 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute is going to start out with, jokes aside, and Wonder Woman... Wrapping up the explanation of the Age of Heroes battle uh, to Batman, you know, explaining a little bit about uh, just what the deal with the mother boxes kind of were, you know, as if Mm -hmm. as if the entire story that he just heard didn't explain it at all. He has to get down to the bare facts of. okay, okay, you told me the story now, really tell me the story, you know, whatever, asshole. The minute's going to end with uh, part three opening part three of uh, a very fun, get fun, fun, fast character. We'll, uh, we'll get, we'll get to spend some time talking about, but, uh but yeah, this is, this minute's going to end part two, the age of heroes and uh, start part three. So good little catch catching up part, catch, catch your breath, if you will breather.
1: Yeah, I think, and, and to really just kind of wrap up part two, the age of heroes, um, this last bit of it is, just a quick wrap-up exposition, you know, like what caused them all the boxes to reopen. We got to get the team together. Everything that we've just gone through, it really distills it down to the bare exposition, which is good. It's good for storytelling because you've just had, you know, we're an hour into the movie, just you know, about seventy minutes into the movie, and you've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen, especially with Age of Heroes, where we've gone through. The, the attack on the mascara with Steppenwolf and then Steppenwolf and Pajorna talking to Desaad and then Volko talking to King Arthur and, you know, uh, Arthur Curry. And then coming back and, and finally seeing Bruce Wayne talk to Diana, who, you know, we've seen those two characters separately throughout the story. Diana doing her own thing in London and Batman doing his own thing in um, Iceland in part one don't count on it Batman but now they've actually are here talking to each other and them talking to each other going okay well something woke up the boxes and it's the third one of the Trinity Superman him dying that they're just like what woke up the boxes it's the it's the other person that's missing in this picture right now and they don't know that but it's nice that they ask themselves this question because yes it's easy for you and me Nate because I uh, Besides doing the podcast, it's all we talk about. It's just like, okay, well, you know, Superman woke up the Mother Boxes and this, that, and the other. But if I were to show someone this movie who's like just coming into it and they, you know, just the hype of the Snyder Cut is what's bringing them into it, they're not going to know as easily that Superman is the cause of the Mother Boxes waking up. And we had to kind of talk that out throughout the years, at least the four years that was the gap between Dawn of Justice and. Zack Snyder's Justice League to know that the death of Superman is waking up these boxes and sure this movie starts off that way to tell us that but it's nice that for people who are a little bit simpler minded for comic book movies to to ask those kind of questions and so yes they they hit us with all this lore and you and I we have a feast of a movie to dig into yes um but for the general audience, they just need things to be a little bit simpler. So it really works out for them. Um, I was uh, at Walmart earlier today and I saw like an older lady wearing an Avenger shirt. And I just thought to myself, that's a movie that person can digest. There's no way I could get that older woman right there to sit down for Zack Snyder's justice. League. there's just no way it can happen. Yeah. Um, And I just, I, I came to this bitter conclusion that the Marvel movies are just more successful because this movie is too ambitious. Like, there's just no way the to 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 keep to compete with Marvel movies. They have to be dumber. They have to be simpler movies.
0: I agree with you, but uh, the, the not but I agree with you. The wording is harsh, but it, whatever. Yeah, We were watching, I was watching the beginning of an Avengers movie yesterday with our friend Mike, Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the question of, you know, just the, a simple conversation question of just why isn't DC written like this? And I said, that is a very good question, but there's elements to that. So it's like, your question is 100% valid, but... Wait ten minutes because when he asked that question, it was at a part of um, mm. government building of just like kind of of in in what's happening with Avengers is like what was it was a big threat. It was it was the conversation between uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark in New York, uh, you know. Bruce fell down and gave him the whole warning and stuff like that. that was, so it was like world building. And my discussion was, this is cool world building. They got this right. The, 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 the animosity between Stark and Doctor Strange is correct. You know, obviously we're missing the Silver Surfer in this exact moment, but that's not the thing. And then Mike said, like, okay, good. So, like, let's take that. Why isn't DC written like this? This is fun. This is nice. I enjoy this. I know it. Coming from a guy who knows uh, Infinity War and that whole story in that comic a fan of it before it was even a household name so him wanting to have that sense of fun you know when he remembers reading infinity war and he remembers seeing silver surfer carry the message it's like that's really cool and he says like why isn't dc written like this it's like okay i get what you're saying but the way that this right here is written it's just it's it's not smart and i don't mean that to be in a way of just like It's written for dumb people. It's not. It's just not to the level of mythology and world building that a DC writer would want to put in. Because DC and their characters inherently have that mythos built into them. And if you don't explore them, you're just like putting the character in a city and giving them a villain and that's the problem, you know? So you look at Suicide Squad and it's like, that was written to be along the same lines as a fun Marvel movie. Like, chopped up, written to be fun along the ways of a Marvel movie. But that's exactly what you're getting. You wh- When you ask that question, when you want that thing, you get something like Suicide Squad. And it's not a bad thing, it's just... It's not Chris Terrio painting this big, freaking huge picture of what this world is and what the story is and all of these larger-than-life characters that are these mythos and here's my big stained glass painting of their story and then marvel it's just like here's my manila folder of just what the hell happens you know that's where the disconnect is and you're right with saying seeing that old woman older woman in the store and she's wearing an adventure shirt shirt and that's Hell, hell yeah. Awesome. You love Iron Man. You love to see your Tony Stark. You love his sideburns. Awesome. You're cool. You got the Spider-Man in there. He does his jokes. He makes the alien. He makes the Star Wars reference. It's awesome, right? Cool. You show her Superman flying above the Capitol, walking up those stairs and not seeing a bomb go off and then ask a question. Why do you think that happened? She'd be like, I don't know. Exactly. Like exactly, because you didn't see the the stepping stones of what the plan or what the whole story was supposed to be telling you. Because it wasn't just Superman at the Capitol bomb go off villain. That's not what it was. And like, and that's where the that's where that's where the want is. What they want is just what is happening in this minute of Diana saying something called out to the mother boxes into the dark place, and now something is after them. Yeah. Okay. I would. Ninety nine percent of people are like, okay. Bought and sold. I'm good. Put it in a doggy bag and I'll go home happy. Yeah. Uh,
1: something that I mean, I would like to argue with that a little bit because it's like the the chemistry between these superheroes is still there, but they don't have to have a solo movie to 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 start that off to initiate that who, like who I know, are you talking i know the tony stark doctor strange thing is great because you have robbie robert downey jr doing his tony that's stark thing. that's the other
0: side of the and,
1: argument and benedict cumberbatch doing his doctor strange thing and being like oh yeah look it's two there assholes you go. and it's the two
0: mm-hmm. actors like you're paying for those characters on the yeah. screen mark ruffalo as hulk is but, not it like people okay, need he, to realize that that is not that's not it that's not it that's Why you guys think it is because it's just that's that because it's Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. And you guys lost your fucking shit over it, where it's like, what do you that's not it. And it wasn't anything to do with Mark Ruffalo.
1: I think he used to do a really good job. I just like those last two movies, I was like,
0: damn. You bought Mark Ruffalo to put on in front of the camera. That's what you bought that entire cast of those people to put them in front of the camera. You did not look at old guardians 3000s and stuff and say who can play peter quill and you didn't watch freaking parks and rec and go that guy's funny <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> you give someone like, like at least so let's jurassic, keep it in that same universe at least with can
1: jurassic we... world owen grady like chris pratt's owen grady as a complete character there is how many some... movies did it take him to get there But at least like like I've seen Jurassic World twice in like the last month, which is strange. But every time I watch that Owen Grady, I'm like, he's playing a character. He's playing a cartoon character.
0: He is. That's perfect right there. And I'm happy that that is. And if yeah, and a character that exists in the same movie that Jimmy Buffett is running away from pterodactyls holding a cheeseburger and a margarita. They cooked up in that lab. It's like that's a character. I want the cartoon character. Yeah, absolutely. At least be someone else. Yeah, absolutely. But. Same universe as the Marvel one. You get the guy that played Daredevil and you ask him, what's your favorite Daredevil? He's like, Daredevil Yellow. You don't give that answer unless you know what you're talking about. That man did the homework. He played the character. Yeah, He plays the character. Matt Ryan does the Constantine thing. He plays the character. Ben Affleck plays Batman. Well, see, that's what I was trying to argue with. I was was trying to argue with, like, I
1: mean, the the chemistry is there, especially in Dawn of Justice. Yes. Because it is coming off Man of Steel, and you do have Ben Affleck's Batman meeting and talking with Clark Kent, you know, Henry Cavill in that gala. And then on top of that, you also have Wonder Woman meeting Batman and having their own kind of chemistry. And people like are smiling ear to ear because either it's it's Superman and Batman at the gala acting under their, you know, disguises. And then, you know, also having a gala where Bruce and, and Diana are talking to each other and being like, oh, you never met a, a woman like me. And and having those moments. And, and then even at the Doomsday fight where he's like, is she with you? It's like you're still having those moments of being like, oh, I know these characters. Like you're, it's that kind of writing is still there. Like they're still doing that whole thing. It's just what i mean they don't they don't need to have the solo movies before you can introduce characters in that same world i don't think i don't know i think the i think the writing is still there but even like when you know in infinity war like when they start having the whole rocket raccoon bit where he's like why are you doing that voice and they it drags on and i was like they're really oh, yeah, doing this yeah, whole yeah. bit okay yeah i was like i get it But I don't want to laugh
0: that much. And it's not even that. It's It's more so just like, this is, you're, you're, (laughs) the joke's going on for too long, dude. It's not even like an (laughs) extended,
1: it's not even like part of the extended cut or anything. Like, it was like, that's part of the movie. And it just kept going. And I was like, whoa. And then they had to do another Guardians bit and another Guardians bit. And I was like, okay, we're doing the Guardians bit. Because that's what they used to do in their movies. And so again, it's that borrowed thing. It's like we have to borrow from the other movies that were made. And it's like I get that people think that that's why the movies work because they had all these other solo movies and then they brought them back in. So now all they have to do is just mix them all in a bowl and be like, oh, yeah. Remember the Guardians bits? Remember Whatever how formula much that
0: they have? It works. Let's not. It works. It is. It does because it, it, it's works a sense Look at the money. I mean, it I, works. I, I, I bought into it. I watch the movies. I enjoy them. It works. There are things that I wish were different. Obviously, you know, there are things in these yeah. DC movies I wish were different, and things I think that don't work and whatnot. But oh,
1: I just wish people would say that this stuff works too on its own way. But
0: yeah. But so like, where's 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 the where's the finish line? That's my thing. Like so. Is if Marvel is setting whatever sort of precedent the they are for, te- t- yeah, for, for telling their types of stories, and this is the director's and these are the types of stories that you're telling with the slapstick and with the humor and yada, 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 where do they go when they want to do something else? You know, when they just did Fantastic Four, that was a sci-fi freaking movie. That was a cool movie. But it wasn't funny, and Deadpool wasn't in, or whatever the hell the argument is. Like then, then it's just like, well, that movie's trash. Why? Because you didn't have funny Loki jokes or some bullshit in it. Because so t- Tony Stark the wasn't there in the end. Four? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I like, think- my mind is like, where do you where do you go when you want to do something different? My mind went to Fantastic Four because I want to see Fantastic Four in the nineteen fricking sixties. You need to make that goddamn movie. You need to write that story. But will that get the same reception as an Ant-Man? Absolutely not. It's
1: a it's a loaded question, because especially bringing Fantastic Four into the mix, there are parts of me that it's like, yes, that Fantastic Four movie is absolute garbage. And I understand where the director is trying to take that movie because... You know, when you think about what the Fantastic Four deal with and when you think about what the X-Men used to deal with and when you think about what Doom Patrol deals with, there is a caveat of the comic book, you know, the dark age of comic books where they were talking about that kind of thing. I do understand that. But Hollywood is not looking for those stories. They're looking for them now because now they can do streaming services and they can do indie television and now that people have bought into the franchise, they can explore it and start being like, oh, yeah, look at this side. Look at Legion. Look at Doom Patrol. Look at this scarier side of, uh, you know, new mutants and stuff like that. Now they can do that. But when you're talking about a big action movie and you're going to do a Fantastic Four movie, there better be jokes. There better people be laughing and they better make a billion dollars. That's that's what we want. And see, and that's the other thing lately with... um,
0: It's not Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is sci-fi. Like, that's... Uh... But also
1: I agree that like Fantastic Four should be talking about um, inclusion. Aliens. Well, I think it should be talking about inclusion and how it's okay to be different. And, you know, I think there's a, there's a way them to, to do it. to do the do X-Men it. route? I want them to do, yeah, but I want the mutants thing to be more of an allegory for equality of people of all different races and, you know, gender and sexuality and stuff like that. Like it's all supposed to be that kind of allegory of like, yes, you're different yeah, you're not like the, you know, cisgender white male character, you know, you're not normal. And that's the thing. A lot of people are not normal. And it's like, it's okay to talk about that. Um, but how people go about it is, is what turns Hollywood off. And so I don't know if you can do a good job of hiding it and also get a few laughs and then you're, then you're golden. And that's, that's the struggle that they deal with now. Um, and Josh Trank just wanted to make it a movie where they just suffer through their powers, which is a completely, like, you know, for as far as the story, it's like, yeah, it's a great thing to talk about, but they had, that studio was not going to let that fly, and so that's why that movie ended up like that, and that's the same thing with Suicide Squad. That's how it got chopped up the same way, and so I have in Dawn of Justice. They said, nope, we want the Marvel formula because they make it they make it work, and so when you're asking about what the finish line is, and, you know, unfortunately, I have to say it's the money, it's the success of that. That's what sucks about storytelling nowadays is that you're making a movie with hopes that it fills in seats. And that's the thing that sucks most about the Marvel movies is that they're designed to, to you know, that's what they say. That's that's their, their idea. Oh, we make these Marvel movies to bring seats into the theaters. Yeah. What? Like other movies don't do that? You think people create stories just for to go into an empty theater and not make money? Like. Yeah, people want other people to see it, but for different reasons. It's not just to make money. People want to mm. tell stories because they want to, you know.
0: I think when we're talking about the finish line, you're right. It is the conversation of money and the finish for line for them. Is the same yeah, thing.
1: but it shouldn't be. And I think uh, that's why. What people, you, well, I don't think Zack Snyder is making this Justice League movie to make a billion dollars. I don't think he made Dawn of Justice to make a billion dollars because if he wanted to, he could phone it in. But he wanted to be like, oh, I want to you know, do this story that would entertain me. And it's, that's what it all comes down to, is that it should just be entertaining. It shouldn't just be like, you know, will it make a billion dollars? Is Army of the Dead going to make a billion dollars? No, it's not even going to go to theaters. But it did. <laughs> but he, that's not what, something that he planned for. Yeah, He just yeah. wanted to tell an entertaining story that he had. And Netflix was like, that does sound entertaining. Why don't you go ahead and make it? Hey, why don't you go ahead and do an anime? Why don't you go do a prequel? And he's like, I also got this Norse mythology story that might be pretty cool. And they're like, that does sound pretty cool. Why don't you do it? You know, and that's what it should be. It should just be like, that's the finish line. Just telling stories to, I don't know, make people want to be better or whatever. That's, that's That's up to the storyteller of what he wants out of it. It shouldn't be that the storyteller is like, um you know this is what everyone's into right now so i was it just seems I, like everything just has i to be figured it would make a billion dollars like yeah you know ready player one worked so why don't we do that with space jam it's like that's 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 the mentality because it's gonna be successful in that regard it's like that's the disappointing part yeah um let me let me talk about anyway. a few notes about this minute. Anyway, i so yeah, let's get
0: back. Let's get back. We we had her we had our time to rant and rave, but uh, one of the cool things about this minute. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're talking in the Flying Fox. I spoke about this before, but this is a three-story set that they built entirely of the interior of the Flying Fox. It's just really cool because now you have actors acting inside of it just like they were doing with the bat cave in Dawn of Justice. So here we are at the bottom ramp. This is where they wheel in the uh the actual Batmobile that they have as well, so it can fit in. It's almost like
0: a giant playset,
1: you know, the action figure and all of it. Like again, I don't oh, know. totally, if it
0: totally is a cutaway place. It's like a matchbox thing. Yeah, it's a, a van that opens up. You remember? Remember? Yeah, remember. exactly. It's it's and they uh, can film everything in here. And um... did you ever have the cutaway Batcave? I can't remember who made it. Maybe it was Mattel, but I. It was the little chibi guys. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking like about? Mattel. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know say I it was Mattel. They I didn't have anything, anything like had that. Other lines where it was I had a couple of the medieval ones, you know, but they were like little knights and stuff. They were on horses and whatnot. But yeah, there was a bat cave that was cut away and the neighbor kid down the street had it and I really always wanted to play with it. Um
1: I know yeah, someone like, who had like uh the He Man castle. From, oh, that's really cool! Uh, yeah, like Skeletor's castle. Like that's I, really I had cool. one of, the, and you know, it has like one of those like meteorite balls that like launch off the catapult or something like that, and you know, yeah, you know, know, those type of things. And um, I don't know. I is there a flying fox toy that does it, and you can put your Batmobile in so. there because there should I don't think be. So no, that should totally I I be mean, a thing. Is this there should...
0: even a? Is there even just a static toy of the Batmobile? I know that they have like an they, RC car. I think.
1: This should have been a thing. This should have been a flying fox where you can put all your DC superheroes in the flying fox because they could all fit in there you can put the Batmobile in there because it all could fit in there. That's that's money right there. That, that, if That's not a merchandise already I'm missing out because buy all those Mafex figures, get the flying fox, also made by them, put them all in there.
0: It's wild to me that those Mafex figures are becoming pop- popular now. I heard they're they're, they're releasing a a full armor cyborg one. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So I have the uh, Dawn of Justice Batman and Superman ones. Um, mm-hmm. I made a point to order those for the comic book store. I was like, these are mine. Nobody touched them. I need to be notified the minute this shipment gets in. Um, two of the absolute. Best action figures I have ever owned in my entire life, honestly. And I'm so happy that McFarlane and mafex are like the big DC figures now. McFarlane has blown it out the freaking water with these new ones. Let me tell you, with their yeah. shared universe that they're doing, the multiverse figures. Oh my God. I was at Target and I saw all the ones that you could, they had the whole Build a Figure. The Father Batman, whatever, the big dude yeah. from the DC Metal. Yeah, they had the whole thing. You could get you, that I can, DC I can... Metal is is
1: like probably DC Comics' biggest book right now. It's wild. Everything I... is is DC Knights Metal and and all that, like Batman Who Laughs and all that. That's yeah. like their biggest thing right now.
0: I left the store right as that was like happening. Right, um, and I, I yeah, and I was just it. like, I'm done. Like I remember thinking, like I'm done. This isn't going to be an art that I'm going to care about. Like I I don't care. I'm out. I have to be out. I cannot. Keep getting these freaking books. I remember. I remember walking away and being like, "All right, whatever." Because they were doing, they were doing black label
1: Batman. They were doing Mm -hmm. Batman Black and White. They were doing, you know, the 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 Damian Wayne spinoffs where he was the Batman. They were finally getting into that, and so I was like getting burnt out in all the Batman spinoffs, real hard. And then they killed off New Fifty Two Superman, and I was like, "I'm out. I'm throwing in the towel." And then Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang left uh cliff change left uh wonder woman got a new team and it was like great but i gotta start over again and then they did rebirth and i was like i can't keep can't. going i can't do this all <laughs> over again i already suffered through um uh, multiversity like i i can't, it was rough i couldn't do it all over again and then they were like all right batman knight's Metal. i don't even think it started off that way i think it was Dark Knights Metal and then
0: It was it was metal. Yeah. And then and I then think
1: what it was so popular that they were like, Well what if all the Justice League was in this metal yeah, universe it just and then I was like, out oh,
0: as Scott Scott Snyder's story of just like, here, this is like the new Batman arc and then I think they were like, Oh shit, we're just gonna cross this over to everybody and this is like a whole new dystopian crazy future where everything's all mad maxi.
1: And I think we missed the boat because I think now it's popular. Like I I,
0: I honestly think it's they're I, I think it. Yeah, I think it's it's the main story that's happening in DC right now. Yeah. I remember seeing an Instagram post from Scott Snyder so long ago, where it was just a whiteboard of when Metal was first coming out. And he was like, "This is what I planned to re-releasing," and he had like you know the titles and like the parts and like the dates of when they were coming out. And there was only a couple tie-ins, and that was it. He was like, "This is it," and it was just the one whiteboard. Yeah, that was years ago. I was like, "Oh shit! All right, well." That's still going
1: on. The Batman Who Laughs is just like their biggest marketing poster child right now. They're just like, oh, people love that. Batman Who Laughs It's great. Even in Mortal Kombat, um, the weird other cousin of the DC comics, but not Mm -hmm. really. um, There's a, a skin for one of the characters, Noob Saibot, where you can dress him up full skin of Batman Who Laughs. So it almost looks like you're playing as that character. And his moveset is very much in line with how Batman Who Laughs is in the comic book. So it's almost like playing that exact character. And then they That's also cool. got Joker in the in the game and stuff like that, so it works out. Um, so, yeah, that that is like their
0: biggest character. Um, but One he, thing before we move on, the only thing that I want to say about this Wonder Woman and Batman conversation, the thing that I don't like, and I think it's just because there is no name for it or the Amazons didn't have a name for it, is that, you know, she says that the Mother Box called out, called out to the Dark Place and told one of Darkseid's conquerors to come yeah. here. The Dark Place uh, irks me, but I'm okay with thinking that they don't, you know, if if one Woman is just reading off of the, 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 the stories in that cave, they wouldn't, I mean, maybe the literal translation of Apocalypse was the Dark Place, you know? things like that where it's just like okay I, I get that and how she's still telling it in this very cryptic way still makes it seem like she was just retelling them just you know stained glass pictures or painted painted stone that she was just in i you think keeping she wasn't it giving him details
1: is the better choice
0: yeah 100 percent.
1: you don't want to say oh they, you know they're coming from if a- said
0: apocalypse he'd be like what's that
1: yeah then he has to go okay what's apocalypse like yeah and it's like it's a they actually call their place Apocalypse.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's spelled different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> go yeah, through The
0: whole rigmarole. It's it's a lot. Yeah, no, it's S E I D, not S I D. Just putting yeah. that out there.
1: And you know, it's a it's a lot better that she keeps it cryptic like that because then it just gets even more straight to the point. And then it might be even some fun wordplay if Darkseid. if the name drop comes from Darkseid. if he, you know, he, I hail from Apocalypse. He's like you could take that either way. You could take that, like the planet's actually called apocalypse or that he's, you know,
0: he comes from the apocalypse. He comes straight out he of He is the, hell. the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, that's, that's good wordplay. Chris Terry, gave me a phone call. Um, so, you know, here we are wrapping up part two, the age of heroes. Um, before we start talking about part three and yeah, we, we talked a lot about a lot of things, you know, the battle of between the Amazons and Steppenwolf and, King Arthur and Volko and all these things, like this was a long this is a long part. I don't know if it's the longest part. I don't think it is, but Man, we talked a lot about Oh yeah. The Age of Heroes. Um it's gonna be a whole tonal change here, but um it's just so far between the prologue and don't count on it, Batman and, and the Age of Heroes, um, is there any part that's really resonating with you the most, or are you still um waiting for more of your favorite parts later or what's what's kind of like your your main wrap-up part that you want to leave the the Age hmm. of Heroes with.
0: Age of Heroes main wrap-up part. I guess it would have just been have to have been what we've been talking about these past couple weeks. Just this whole Age of Heroes battle. I mean, I was my jaw was on the ground when we were first watching it and it's still I can still pause it at any random moment and look in the background and find things that I didn't see before. It's mm-hmm. That's what I love about things, uh, you know, like this. Big big world set pieces where I where I can just look and do this thing minute by minute and just point out, like, oh hey, there's this person. Oh hey, there's that person, or you know, anything of this sort. So yeah, uh this big battle. Seeing the gods fighting with, with the humans, that's just great. Yeah. How they're depicted, that's one thing that I really enjoy just in storytelling is the depiction of how humans were perceiving the gods on Olympus. Immortals does it amazing. It's one of my favorite things where they show them sitting on that just marble platform in the clouds, just looking down. That was, that's great. I, yeah. I love seeing gods depicted in in a human form and it's, we got it.
1: Yeah. To me, it's like the whole Steppenwolf going to Pajornov and setting up his communication thing and talking to Desaad and starting to get into like who that character is and what their connection is with, with the justice league. Like that was something now going through a minute by minute where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really digging into this because obviously like, yeah, first glance watching this movie, the big takeaway. Well, if it's not the Themyscira battle, it's, it's obviously the age of heroes battle, but we have both in this chapter. Um, and then just on top of that, like personal favorite was obviously Volko and Arthur Curry speaking underwater. Like that's just that Shakespeare goodness that I like. And that's, you know, really just, just deserving of, um, uh, Willem Dafoe as a, as a actor, as a character actor too, like being, being able to do such a role. It's just fantastic stuff. So I'm really glad we got to talk about that kind of stuff and man, that, that stuff never gets old. So um so here we are with part 3 beloved mother beloved son what does that mean to you
0: a lot of things it's it's a lot of things honestly um the uh the tone of mothers throughout these movies that we've been pay- paying attention to is very prominent obviously um could be a play on words um and it also could be in direct relation to characters like the flash who has uh you know past of his uh you know mother dying as a kid and his father being blamed for the death and all of that stuff and and cyborg his mother also passing away and him having to to live without her and just deal with this asshole of a father um all of these things um Keep going. You can name every character. Keep, uh, you can name every character with all of it. You could even go back to you know Superman and his mother and his connection with her and how much of a beloved son he was. On top of that, Mother Earth and the beloved son of Krypton. All of that aspect of, of all these things, um, that's kind of fun to even think about if, if you take it from Batman's perspective with the human um, thinking of Mother Earth as it being that and then beloved son as being... The title of Son of Krypton, and not man being sons at all—that's yeah. kind of fun. Um, th- there's so much to it. There's every character. This, every character. This title, specifically, I think, is just like a very good play on words of. Yeah. Just, I mean, everybody. It's it's great. It's just it's a central theme of these movies and in DC Comics.
1: Yeah. I feel like it would be wrong to say like um, explicitly that it's like one that, it you know, like there's an answer to this kind of question that is not really yes. a question. But like, you'd be like, oh, well, obviously this means, you know, Cyborg and his mother because he's like the heart of the film, right? Like it's about right. Cyborg.
0: But also the next scene we're seeing is it's a flash, flash scene. Yeah. So
1: and even like- though he doesn't talk about his mother, like we all know that that's the big, the big driving force with him also the big driving force of batman and you start thinking about that like oh well i guess i should also consider that because that was the last movie and then you know queen hippolyta is a big character in this movie is Di- can De- can diana not be considered a son i mean it's sure it's a nice title but it could also be beloved daughter as well because mm-hmm. she you know that's what happened in her movie and her mother finally communicated with her in this movie so it's The mother figure is strong with every single Justice League character in this movie. King Arthur, Arthur Curry. I don't know why I keep calling him that. But um, (laughs) Aquaman. Yeah. Beloved mother, beloved son. Steppenwolf. Beloved mother, beloved son. Mother boxes. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. It's great stuff. Um, Amazing title. I don't know if it's from anything. Do you think
0: it's? Pulled? Like biblical or something. I don't, I don't I think so. I tried Googling
1: it. I, um, the only thing I got out of it for me was when I typed in beloved mother, beloved son. Uh, the Google auto populate gave me the Russian translation for beloved. Um, and I was like, why? So I just mm. kind of hit enter on it and then it just started giving me translations for it. But I was like, is it because I loosely study Russian Cyrillic and I don't Possibly know if that's or
0: why or Mother Russia and I
1: well yeah and then I was thinking workers, is it I don't is, know is there a fable that this is pulling from is there a Russian fable that beloved mother beloved son comes from because then the matriarchy of of Russia would make sense here because we also deal with Pejornov I mean it's in the Ukraine but it's also a fictional place so yeah I don't know I, it really was I don't I think know it's if, all correct yeah I don't know if there was Just like all a of it comic book pull from like I don't
0: know yeah I'm not sure but that does bring me up to my next question and it's the same exact question but for a different scene the truck passing and seeing the central city uh, city limit sign and with the population and stuff mm-hmm. I could have sworn that this is a panel from a comic book. Now, I don't know if it is, and I'm just like completely missing it, but I went through the ones that I thought it was. I could have sworn this was the first shot of Flashpoint. And then on top of that, I could have sworn that this was the first shot in the animated uh... Flashpoint movie. It's not. And it's not in Flash, it's not in F- New 52 Flash. And that was what I pulled from as well, thinking that it's like I've seen this before. I don't know, but I know that I have seen this in animation. I would have guessed that it would have been Flashpoint, but I watched it, I went back, I went to HBO, and I watched the beginning of it. It's not.
1: I think it's a really good establishing shot. I think it's an excellent tracking shot into, you know, having movement show Flash because, I mean, he's a speedster, so it's like you want to have some kind of movement to introduce Central City. And you know, I probably have seen this kind of shot so many times in maybe the flash t v show or something like that, but it just seems iconic in a way that we've seen before, very familiar, yeah. yeah,
0: and it's not i i that's what I'm saying, like I feel like I have seen it like directly, like shot for shot, mm-hmm. car passing the population sign
1: exactly. reduced speed like have yeah, reduced or or like
0: or like slow speed or something like that like
1: yeah from from flashpoint paradox to yeah the animated like that's film. i
0: could have sworn that was it but i i watched it it's not it has to
1: be in there somewhere
0: i don't maybe i missed a frame or something but i i don't know this is where i need you people that are listening to to, to screenshot something and say hey it's from this and call me dumb
1: one Easter egg that I do know that's here, and it's right in our face here, is uh, is the Gardner Fox uh, label on this truck, uh, which is an Easter egg to, you know, a writer. So, as DC Comics explains it, as the movie, t- and this is like their DC Comics actual website, where they have their own official Easter egg list for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is kind of nice of them to do, because I kind of thought they didn't care about this movie. Um, but they say here, as the movie takes us to Central City, viewers can spot a produce truck playfully labeled Gardner Fox, one of DC's original superstar creators. Fox co-created the original Flash, Hawkman, Sandman, the Justice Society, and yes, the Justice League. In fact, he wrote the first story that shows Batman using a Batarang, and introduced the multiverse in 1961's Flash, issue 123. Not only would this movie never exist without him, but the entire DC universe would be unrecognizable
0: issue of flash 123 is that flash of two worlds uh it
1: has a direct link to it so yes it is
0: it is right with yeah. the J on the cover and J. garrick and barry, garrick yeah, okay, and
1: barry cool. side by side awesome. yep it totally is so and with the dc universe else. app i can read this immediately it's true it's true so that's a good little uh that's the only Easter egg I had. I have no idea if the population sign is a reference to anything. That is not a phone number, Nate. There are not seven numbers there, so you cannot call that. Wait, there are seven numbers. There's no ten numbers. You need an area code. Yeah. What's the area code for Central City? Type that in. You arrow. could use POP, P-O-P. Okay, so that would be... Uh, I don't five, know. 555. Uh, five, I don't five, have... five five five, 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 <laughs> five one three nine five six hundred. Don't call
0: that. No, it wouldn't be five, five. It would be POP would be the area code.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. T9.
0: Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. POP T9? Is that 555? Five, five, five? It'd be 555. No, five, five. no, no. Are you no. serious? It'd be
1: 767. Seven. Yeah, there you go. Sorry.
0: Don't call that number. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait, it does say reduce speed ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this oh. is I've, I've seen this. Like That's where I'm so yeah, like, like oh, yeah, I know. That's, from, that's exactly from Flashpoint. No, even when I first saw it, it was like, "Oh snap, that's like panel to screen." Now, how do
1: they decide on what the cityscape should look like for a fictional city?
0: Central City has been drawn for like for years, and it's in the Midwest.
1: You think he's not just like pulling from a comic book and just being like?
0: I, no, I think he is. And but like, there's also like, here's what Central City looked like in 1960s. Here's what it looked like in the 70s. This is what it looked like in the 80s. Yada, 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 yada.
1: Mm. It, it is kind of difficult. And if because you want, it,
0: do, what do what you, it's supposed to represent what Central City supposed to represent Illinois or something like that, Um, like in real life.
1: Oh, Central City? Or St. Louis. I think it's St. Louis. St. Louis,
0: Um, probably. Yeah, so like it's planes and centralized cityscape, I guess. With a, with a big highway leading to it because Flash has to run on a straight way.
1: Here's the weird thing about it. And it's tricky because obviously there's a Flash TV show and they have their own Central City established. So if you type in Central City Flash in Google Images, you're going to get a lot of cityscapes that are also... From the TV show, yeah. The weird thing is they both look the same. They look very similar. So I have no idea. Maybe they had that conversation. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they both pulled from the same thing.
0: Maybe like, they. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's Jeff John said, said, "Hey,
1: Central City has to look this way," and then Zack Snyder was like, "All right, whatever."
0: Yeah. Possibly. They I'm look- sure that there's a way to design Gotham City. From a from a sky, uh, cityscape perspective. Yeah, a lot of there's buildings with like, bat ears on them. Yeah, there's got to be at least the one, the Wayne Tower with the bat ear looking thing. You got to have a, probably yeah. an Acme or a smokestack or something in there. And then big ass towering buildings with like some crazy highways or something. I don't know. A but no
1: Zeppelins, huh? No GCPDs. No, in ours
0: we're making the Zeppelins, yes.
1: it's That, that to me is Unforgivable.
0: <laughs> I was just talking about that video to David the other day. Man, what a pioneer. What a pioneer. <laughs> We're we'll, we'll watching bag of ants.
1: <laughs> the uh Batman Begins Gotham has always been one of my favorite iterations, but of course, you know, Tim Burton did an amazing job with his as well, and I think Joel Schumacher made Bat uh, Gotham City his own as well. Um so I d- yeah.
0: I think Schumacher's Gotham City is um I think it deserves credit comic book version of a Gotham city. That would be said like that is, that's very, it's, it's campy and it's awesome. I love the campiness of Schumacher. And like
1: the neon, neon. um,
0: you know, yeah. Giant statues and all that stuff. That's awesome.
1: The neon gang was always like one of the highlights. So when the motorcycle gang, yeah, yeah, when Robin steals the Batmobile and he takes it to Coolio and the gang over there, like that was Um, one of the crazier, like that to me was like, that's awesome. Um but uh oh, I lost my train of thought here. I don't know. I could go on and on. We're gonna it's get okay. into Flash stuff right here at the end. But should we save this part?
0: Um yeah, we could, so what are what what, what are, I'm trying to think of anything that we could talk about with uh with Flash walking into this pet store. He's uh clearly walking at a fast paced compared to humans he's not using speed um we are probably under the <laughs> safe assumption that he was just coming he's from really something trying. the reason why he's late is because he's always helping people and showing up at the you know the last second it's like ah, well you you got super speed but you're always late why you like, oh, i'm helping people uh, maybe he's always like
1: oh you know i'll, I'll be late but I, I could reverse time and then he's like i shouldn't though and then he's like uh, I could do it and then it's like, Oh, I should I should just admit I'm late. Oh, I shouldn't mess with the time. I should I should just like and he's probably just doing that over and over again. He's probably like, Yeah, I'll n I am I know I'll be late, but maybe I could just you know, reverse time later.
0: And then he's like, I think the time can is do just that. a theory. I think it's just a theory. I think yeah. his mind is like, Well things start to get weird when I, you know, approach that yeah threshold of, of time and stuff like that. I think that's all he knows. It's just like, ah, it just gets weird. Until you actually are like in it and able to manipulate it is when you realize like I can control this
1: great trope always being late great trope for that character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it's great. I think it's great that he's like, he has to be like, in my opinion, he's has to fast walk because he's like, I cannot walk any faster. Cause if I do things are going to go South real, real yeah. fast. Um, which is great to think about. So, um, You know, while we're here, we're going to go ahead. um, I think it's a great stopping point because this is also the start of a new part. So I think we should change gears here. Um, And if we were watching the movie, this would be a great time to use a bathroom break. So... If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media. Talk to us about it there. Let us know what you thought about today's minute or any minutes that you might be catching up on. And tell us what you think about part two, The Age of Heroes, and how it stacks up with the other parts we've talked about so far. What has been your most memorable part with it? What is a part you have more questions for? And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 70 of Zack Snyder's Justice